0: Hello, welcome to a Pop Culture Leftovers classic episode, PCL classic. So this is episode eight. This is our Man of Steel episode. You can't even get this one on iTunes anymore. It doesn't show up anymore. They only let you have 100 episodes up there. So this has been buried in the Pop Culture Leftovers archives if there is such a thing. But this episode, we're eight episodes in. I barely know Jake. Jake. Uh, we got a guy on here on, on the podcast uh, that's not even with us anymore. So that'll be interesting if you've never uh, listened to Dan before. But uh, eight episodes in, uh, very divisive uh, podcast between us all. Uh, we may sound a little bit different. I mean, this is in the early days of the podcast. We really hadn't kind of gotten the hang of podcasting yet. But uh, I will let you know this. This is Jake Elliott's Least favorite episode of pop culture leftovers that he ever did, and you might be thinking uh, it's because of his view of the movie Man of Steel, but that is not actually it. We recorded this one uh, and originally the night before, and it turned out to be like a very long podcast for us at the time. It was like li- about three and a half hours, maybe even four. And we thought we had done such a great job. Well, we lost all the audio, so the next night on Monday night, we had to talk about the exact same movie again. Oh my god, talk about a nightmare for us. So, uh, give it a listen, uh, Pop Culture Leftovers Classic, Episode 8, Man of Steel.
1: They call me the Superman, never. Yeah.
2: They call me the Superman,
3: never. Yeah. They call me Superman. Tall holes in a single bound. I'm single now, got no ring on a finger now. I never let another chick bring me down in a relationship. Save it, bitch. Babysit, you make me sick. Superman ain't saving shit. Girl, you can jump on Shady's dick.
1: Episode 8
2: A trap.
3: Good it toss it could it taste it? Do we love it? Hey, let's make it embrace it, let's embrace it, top of where you subculture, spill over like a vulture, carry over. Culture pushed over pop culture. Leftovers, and uncool fits. Plus his has already been said, I don't pressure. Only talent is the band that's singing. There's pop culture
0: leftovers. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm Brian
4: Brainiac Frederick. I'm Doomsday Dan. Parasite Piper. I am Jake L. And And we're we're the the Leftovers
0: leftovers of of Doom. Doom. All right, welcome. This is our Man of Steel episode. I do want to explain something, though. We recorded last night and we did a three-hour show. Audacity (laughs) crashed again. Like this happened during our Star Wars episode, we were able to salvage that episode, most of it. But this episode, everything was gone. I I think I only was able to salvage about three minutes of the of last night's episode out of three. Yeah, we went from three hours to 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 three minutes. You know what? That's fine. You know, I want to explain. Like every week when we go see these movies, we never give each other's reactions. We 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 never tell each other. Yeah, we never. Talk about like, you know, what what did you think of the movie? We we always know what we thought of the movie. We we just reveal it on the podcast. Right. Right. This movie's gonna be different. Last night's recording, yeah, we didn't know. But tonight, we actually know what everybody thought of the film. <laughs> so that that actually is kind of a cool thing. And so I, I think um, you know, uh this is gonna be a different kind of an episode. But you know what? I think it'll be one of one of our best, I'm hoping. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I did want to read an email real quick that we did get up from a listener. Um, Scott Dixon, um, he says, Hey, guys, just wanted to say how much I like your podcast. I'm currently uh, hiking through the Appalachian Trail, and the podcast helps to pass the time. Uh, yours keeps me up to date with my inner nerd and laughing at the same time. Keep them coming. So that's oh, cool. Yeah, that was
5: awesome. Nice.
0: So thanks a lot, Scott. I'm glad you're listening, and I hope you enjoy the Man of Steel I- probably haven't been able to see it. I don't think they had a showing on the Appalachian Trail. But, uh, you know, hopefully... You never know. You, you never know. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to see it soon. Um, let's jump right in to this movie. Um, I, I don't want to waste any more time. We are going to be having spoilers. Definitely. So there's going to be tons of spoilers throughout this. Um, so, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah.
3: Go ahead, Dan. Spoiler alert, baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> get, in, get into it, man. You know,
0: shit. All right, but we're gonna have spoilers throughout this episode. So if you if you haven't seen The Man of Steel, you know, turn it off. Turn it off because we are gonna spoil this movie. And this is a movie that you you you, you want to see before you, you before you really go in depth and, and start to dissect it. Uh, the Man of Steel it, de- it debuted nationwide in theaters on June fourteenth, two 2013. Uh, it was directed by Zack Snyder. We know him from 300 Watchmen, and then he wrote and directed Sucker Punch. Now, Ben Affleck actually turned down directing the film because he wasn't experienced in VFX shots, uh, saying, a lesson I've learned is not to look at movies based on budget, how much they'll spend on effects or they, or, or where they will shoot. Uh, story is what's important. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't know, honestly, that Ben Affleck had been offered this. No. Ben Stiller. I said Ben Affleck. <laughs>
4: oh, Lost Night was Ben Stiller. Did I say Ben Stiller last night? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I think
2: you said Ben Affleck. Right. Oh,
4: well, I'm confused. Yeah, I was talking about Ben Affleck and Argo. That's why you brought up Argo,
2: and I was looking at you like kind of, okay, that's weird. All right. Oh, well, Ben Affleck turned it down. Ben Affleck turned it down, yeah. That's an interesting quote. It makes him sound like he didn't like the story.
0: No no, 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 it doesn't sound like that at all, actually. It sounds like he uh said he wasn't he they, he turned down directing the film because he wasn't
2: experienced in v f x shots okay, well, his quotation that you read made it sound like it had nothing to do with that sure well, there's a lot of things that he did that came into
0: play when he said that He said, a lesson I've learned is not to look at a movie based on budget, how much they'll spend on effects, or where they will shoot so Jake, they haven't written a story for Justice League yet, and he turned directing that down, too. So it's not like he got a script. The script that was supposedly being written by Will Beale was thrown out, Mm. just like your statement. I threw it out. (laughs) The movie uh, executive producer was Christopher Nolan. Right. Uh, the movie was written by David S. Goyer. Uh, David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan. They both did the the three Nolan Batman films that we love with Christian Bale.
5: Yeah, and they talked about doing this during, I, I believe, Dark Knight Rises. They started yeah, yeah, think talking about like, "Hey, I have an idea for Superman that's kind of different from right. what
0: you know you've seen before." I thought it was interesting. David S. Goyer. They asked him like if he wanted to write another you know uh, movie. His first choice was uh, he went directly to Wonder Woman. Right, that he would yeah. like to tackle that. Huh, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, Hans Zimmer did the musical score for this film. Uh, I, I thought it was
2: amazing. Amazing, yeah, best it's part of well. movie. Uh.
5: It's so it's so <laughs> subtle and so he's just so great with the atmospheres, you know, in painting the emotional like, right. undertone to what the the scene is. So yeah, I loved it, man. Loved is it, it as epic as the John Williams score?
2: Hmm,
5: in its own way, I think it is. Really, it's different, you know, but.
0: What? For what it it's does, not I Superman's. Think. W- what do
2: we call it? It's not his anthem, though. Yet. No, no there's no
0: anthem yet.
5: Yeah, no. I don't think. I think yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I
2: mean, I mean, Brian, you saw it three times. Can you hum any of it? <laughs> I actually can. All right. All right. <laughs> I actually can. I, I actually. Dan knew this
0: yesterday before we recorded yesterday. Yeah. I had the song playing on my yeah. computer.
4: Yeah. To he get was, me pumped up for this.
0: I was, and I've listened to the song multiple, multiple times. That's the sign of a good movie for me, right? Yeah, is like when you leave the theater and and, and, and that song is playing in your head, like Avengers. That happened with me. I I would play that Avengers that theme over and over in my head, and I would get chills just thinking about it. So, right? Um, You mean mean the Soundgarden song? No, not the (laughs) Soundgarden song. Well, you know, it was Spider Man too. They, they, right. that you love Spider Man so much, and they had the Nickelback song. Right, so, oh Jake. I'm God. sure that was something that you, you were just jamming to some Nickelback. I think he still
4: plays that it soundtrack. It's only
0: hanging out in the trailer part. listening to Nickelback. Now, uh, the movie stars Henry Cavill uh, as Clark Kent, uh, Superman. We've got Amy Adams as Lois Lane, Michael Shannon as General Zod. Diane Lane as Martha Kent Russell Crowe as Jor-El his uh, Kryptonian father uh, Aunt J. Trow as Feyora Ul, Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent uh, we had Christopher Maloney as Colonel Nathan Hardy uh, which you, you might remember him from True Blood as well um, right. he's awesome but uh Let's
4: see here. We've also got... Uh, I do yeah. want to bring something up real quick with Cavill. Real quick. Lawrence Fishburne is Perry White. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I would just read something that I'm going to laugh at, and you guys probably will too. Do you guys realize that three British actors are currently playing American superheroes right now?
5: <laughs> so what are the three?
4: Yeah. Hugh Jackman, Christian the- Bale, and Henry Cavill. Hugh Jackman's Australian. Andrew oh, Garfield Australian. is Spider-Man. Oh, okay. gotcha. Okay. Christian Bale's Batman, and then Cavill's Superman. Okay. I just that's, think that's, that's bizarre, but th- no, that's that's, awesome. that's a good point.
0: Matthew Goody, Army Hammer, who's actually playing the Lone Ranger right now, and they they've tossed his name around as the as the next Batman. Uh, right. That really hasn't gone anywhere. Now, uh, Matthew Goody, Army Hammer, ba- uh, Matt Bomer, Joe Manganiello, um, Zach Efron, and Colin O'Donohue were on the final short list for this lead role. Jake probably would have liked the movie if Efron was playing it. <laughs> they could have had Tobey Maguire play <laughs> right. Superman. Who, who was in the running for Batman? You said Ar- Army? Army Hammer. He's, yeah, okay. uh, he's playing the Lone Ranger. He also, do you remember the uh, Facebook movie? Yeah.
4: yeah. He, yeah, was, yeah.
0: The, the, he was the twins. twins. He was right. both of them. He acted okay. as both of them.
4: One of the best names in
0: he, all he, of He was also in one of my favorite shows, Reaper. He played uh, Morgan, the devil's son. Okay. So, for fans of Reaper. I could see him being the Batman, totally. Uh, Yeah, me too. Uh, Well, let's wait and see how he is at the Lone Ranger first. Right. You know? Um, Cavill was runner-up to get the part of uh, James Bond in Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. But that part Mm -hmm. was eventually taken by Daniel Craig. I thought that was kind of cool. Julianne Moore, Lisa Rinna, Jodie Foster, Celia Ward, and Elizabeth Shue were considered for the role of Martha Kent. Right. Uh, We had Viggo Mortensen. He was considered to play General Zod. Which would have been amazing. Uh I think not to take away
5: from right. Shannon. Not I, I think from. it would have been better. I think it would have been cool.
2: I don't know. I he's don't got know. the
5: look. He's got the intensity. I'm not against. Well, I won't. You know, talk about it too much. You know. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: they're talking about him possibly being Doctor Strange in, Which a, would be in a Marvel awesome. movie. Yeah, but even uh, better. Yeah. yeah. If you're familiar with uh, Hell on Wheels, I would rather have Anson Mount. Yeah, right. I haven't seen that. Do it. No. Do it. Go to IMDb. Check him out. Look at him. He he just looks like Doctor Strange. Okay. Uh, from Hell on Wheels, that AMC show. What was that name? Uh, Anson A N S O N Mount. Mount. Okay. Um, uh, Russell Crowe is now the second Oscar winner to portray Jarrell after Marlon Brando. Um, right. Crowe once had a song with his band uh, Russ LaRock entitled "I Want to Be Like Marlon Brando." that's awesome. I just think that's really cool that you know he kind of, you know, stepped into that role in this movie. We have right. Amy Adams who plays Lois Lane, uh and she had previously appeared in a season 1 episode of Smallville which also detailed the Superman story.
4: That's pretty neat yeah. that they got her for that.
0: Yeah. I think she played uh in that first season, she was uh she played kind of like an overweight girl in that in that uh in that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Um the estimated budget for Man of Steel was two hundred and twenty five million dollars. So two twenty five. Two hundred and twenty five million dollars. Okay. Uh, this movie had a runtime of two hours and twenty three minutes. It was originally uh, three hours long, so they have three hours of film. Actually, Snyder cut it down to what we saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, could there be a director's cut on the horizon? I mean, I think I there. Hope I, so. I think there could. I mean, you look at what you know Zach Snyder's done. He's not against director's cuts. Right. Uh,
2: they're going to make this movie longer.
0: So I think maybe you know, like with Watchmen, they had like a uh, you know four disc and a five disc Watchmen set. So they'll probably have like a you know maybe like a three four disc Superman set. Mm -hmm.
5: Holy shit! Mm -hmm. I can't wait.
0: Can't wait. I'd like to read the Man of Steel official synopsis. Uh, In the pantheon of superheroes, Superman is the most recognized and revered character of all time. Clark Kent Kal Kal El is a young. Twenty something journalist in the movie, he was thirty something. So this is an older <laughs> synopsis. Twenty right. uh, something journalist who feels alienated by powers beyond anyone's imagination, transported to Earth years transported to Earth years ago from Krypton, an advanced planet. Clark struggles with the ultimate question: Why am I here? Shaped by the values of his adoptive parents, Martha and Jonathan Kent, Clark soon discovers that having super abilities means making very difficult decisions. When the world needs stability the most, it comes under attack. Will his abilities be used to maintain peace or ultimately used to divide and conquer? Clark must become the hero known as Superman, not only to shine as the world's last beacon of hope, but to protect the ones he loves. I also wanted to point out that um, I I thought it was pretty cool in this movie that uh, Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner had both once played the part of Robin Hood.
4: Yeah,
2: right. That is interesting. Yeah, that's
0: that's kind of strange, isn't it? Right, it is. It, it it's it's weird. Um, both his fathers uh, were Robin. Hood. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just think that's kind of cool. What's that, Jay?
5: Yeah, I was gonna, I mean, there was three of them, right? There was. Was it just called Hood? Was that the third like Robin Hood movie that Russell? crow was in
2: uh no i think it was called robin hood robin yeah it's called okay. robin okay. Hood. The ridley scott one robin okay. hood, there's robin, robin, robin hood prince of thieves which right. was the 90s kevin costner the film costner. okay
0: yeah yep. and then the, the ridley scott uh you know robin okay. hood yeah yeah you're right now joel uh superman first appeared 75 years ago in 1938 in action comics number one it has that iconic Cover of mm-hmm. him holding that uh, that the that Beetle thirties car, yeah,
4: thirties car, yeah. Uh,
0: he was created by two young Jewish men, Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster. Um, the character has uh, was inspired by John Carter. We saw that movie a couple summers ago. John mm-hmm. Carter, another man that was on a foreign planet that its atmosphere gave him superhuman power. And here we are, seventy five years later, and we're still still loving the character of Superman. He's he's, he's pretty much yeah. the I- most iconic. Um, He's the crown jewel. He's the granddaddy of all yeah, superheroes. Right. So. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about maybe, uh, let's just let's just talk about the movie. Okay. Let's start talking about it. You want to rate it first? Yeah, we're let's rate it. It. yeah, let's rate it. Let's rate it. Dan, I'd like to hear from you. You weren't on the program last week. Yeah. Like We all know what you
4: thought. We all right. know what everybody thought because we recorded last night. Right. We everybody knows that I gave it a, a 100% Tupperware. Yeah. My favorite superhero movie of all time i loved the movie watched it uh didn't want it to end and you know i don't want to go into a bunch because we're going to talk about it here but that opening scene was probably again the best opening scene to any movie i've ever watched right you know i could have watched that story between the krypton people and all that characters interacting for two hours Hmm. i would love to see a prequel to that and uh i hope we get a little bit more information on that 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 era too the next one uh jay i don't know did you want to go next
5: yeah, yeah, I'll go sure. ahead. Um, I I also gave it a I gave it a Tupperware. I, I I wasn't really expecting to like fall in love with this movie, and for some reason or another, it was just perfect for me. Um, as far as what I was looking for, I mean, I kind of was like going into it being like, "Where's Batman? You know, <laughs> like where's he at?" Right. And because I I'm just so hung up on the Christopher Nolan Batman, I, I was like, I don't know how this is gonna be. As as good for me as that was, and it it exceeded any Superman uh, movie I've ever seen, and I I would also agree that the best superhero uh, movie I've ever seen, and and like like Dan said from from moment one, like for them to just jump into the birth of of Kal El, right? I mean it, that was huge, and I, I was like, man, what an awesome choice! Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just sucked in. You cannot help but be like, fuck, okay. I this didn't expect that. Shit. I know you probably didn't. Either. <laughs> you know, I didn't like, either. Yeah. Superman yeah. is being born. You know what we I mean. We watched yeah. the so, birth of Superman. Right. It's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for me, Tupperware, I won't get you know too much right now. But God, yeah, Tupperware. Uh,
0: I yeah, I also gave it a Tupperware. Um, it's I'm not gonna say it's the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Uh, I will go on the record to say that uh, Avengers for me is the best superhero movie ever made.
4: Yeah,
0: um, I saw that movie five times in theaters, <laughs> so I've seen Superman, you know, three three times. Yeah. I'll probably see it again tomorrow. But you know, I I loved it. I, I can't get enough of this movie. Uh, I mean, it, it, people complained that there wasn't enough action in the Superman Returns Brandon Routh movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, th- there wasn't an action. And, you know, Jake last week said, you know, why don't we have that scene of Superman fighting the robots and uh, and this action? And now you've got all this action in the movie, and I loved it. But you still have people that saw this action, and now they didn't like the action. Right. <laughs> yeah like Jim, so who, could they, that, they,
2: who could that be no
0: shit it's like it's like you can't make people ha- i honestly i just don't think that y- there are people that like superman everybody. yeah they just don't like superman yeah. for whatever that's reason. what it comes down to it's, they, never, gonna if it's never gonna be good enough it's never gonna be good enough oh I but I like they'll superman they'll talk and about and like yeah superman. yeah because yeah. it's nostalgic you saw it when you was a kid but those movies are dated
2: jake they're I mean, dated at heart though And, I mean, this movie was just over the top. Disagree. Just soulless (laughs) action. It was good for about half an hour, and then by the last hour, I could care less about anything. I mean, it just had no heart. Every Marvel movie I've ever seen had so much more heart than this movie. So Um, Tupperware, including Iron Man (laughs) (laughs) 3? Yeah, I tossed this movie. Oh, shit. I've never seen a movie with more product placements in my life, and it was so distracting. And it really bothered me. I Even mean, the second little, time yeah. around, I'm, like, annoyed already. I know. <laughs> I'm He's cute. just as annoying
4: the second time
0: <laughs> right. around. I like, God,
4: I, I can't believe i
0: got
2: to listen to this shit again. <laughs> and, I mean, Superman Returns, it had a lack of action, but it had pacing problems. I mean, it had lots of action for a half an hour. And then it didn't have any action. Anymore. It had the airplane I mean, scene, and that was about the coolest thing ever. And exactly. but this movie was consistent with everything, in my opinion. I don't. <sighs> but this, I mean, this movie just had forty minutes of nonstop action at the end. But I didn't care about anything. It was just Zod and <laughs> Superman punching each other. <laughs> well,
0: let's get to that. Yeah. Let's. Buildings d- falling
2: d- down, and uh, this movie is horrible.
0: <laughs> God, you're you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. This movie is horrible. I. Well, you know what? Honestly, okay. I think it's ridiculous because I can't I can't understand that because when I watched the movie I got something completely different out right. of it. Um but I'll be honest with you, I saw it with my girlfriend and I looked at her at the end and I'm like, So what did you think? And she's like, I give it a toss it. She hated it. Damn and it's not like she doesn't like this kind of stuff, dude. Right. She loved Avengers. She loved Dark Knight, dude. She yeah. goes to fucking cons with me and right. dresses in cosplay. She loves this shit, dude. Yeah. So it's she not like she too. doesn't what's that? Was she bored also. She I mean, she didn't like Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Uh, she did not like um, the Krypton scenes at all. She thought they spent too much time in Krypton. Oh wow! Gotcha. Which to I to to uh, which I said is like, do you realize the last time we saw Krypton in a motion picture was thirty five years ago yeah. in nineteen seventy eight Richard Donner film? I right. said, yeah. If we're gonna revisit Krypton. Let's spend some time there. And do it at front, like, like how they did it. it yeah, perfect. they did a great job. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, okay, so we've got three Tupperwares, and then, then we got some asshole.
5: That gives, <laughs> no, preventing Jake, a party.
2: Preventing a Tupperware party. I'm glad. I, like, I'm the real Superman here for stopping this movie <laughs> from being a Tupperware Bizarro. Party. More like so it. The
0: movie yeah. starts um, with the birth of Superman. We've got Laura the Mother. Uh, at this point, we're introduced to Kelex. He's the artificial intelligence robot. Uh, Kelex is a fictional robot. He was created by John Byrne as the caretaker of Superman's Fortress of Solitude in Superman comic books. Uh, he has a rounded body, no legs, uh, a tapered head with a goggle face, and then two controlling arms. Now, in this, he was also kind of like a telepresence device at that one point in time where Laura was actually could actually see her image mm-hmm. through Kelex, yeah. which I thought was
4: really that cool. That was a neat technology, yeah. like, what they were Yeah, it was using. very cool. Yeah.
5: The um, whole technology, so yeah, I would agree. Please. Yeah, the whole crypt, uh, Kryptonian technology I thought was really well done and
2: cool. I agree with Jay. The first half an hour of the film and all the Kryptonian stuff and all that was the best part to me. It was nice. Yesterday, yeah. it was Jonathan Kent was the best part to you. No, Make up I said, your fucking mind. I said, the, it was Kevin, yeah, Kevin I said the first half an hour was my favorite part yesterday. I liked the technology and everything. Double speaker. I said I like. He is. He yesterday. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, Jake. Oh, no, don't never. get
5: sci-fi on us, Jake.
2: <laughs> I said yesterday, up until Kent died in the tornado, I was enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember
0: the part in the movie where they found uh, Captain America's shield in the ice? <laughs> I don't
4: either, because <laughs> that didn't happen. I wish
0: we could have okay. I know. I wish Damn we had it. that.
4: Yeah. Nobody's going to understand. I do want to. I do want to hear from a listener though this this next week that if you if you agree with Jake, I want right. to see if there's more people out there that hated. This movie. There are, dude. There's a lo- This this is probably the most divisive. And that you're not 70 years old. This is probably.
0: Audiences are split on this movie more than any other comic book movie I've ever seen. Yeah. You'll talk to one person that hated it. Right. And then you'll talk to somebody else that loved it. I, I haven't heard anybody, like, just kind of like da- right down the middle with it. Mm hmm. Okay, so. At this point, Laura gives birth to Calel, and we see Jorel hold his son for the first time. Now, this was an emotional scene for me, yeah, this, this is when it first started. yeah, I was like, oh man, they're sucking me in right you, you've got you've got Jorel holding his son, and we know what's gonna happen,
4: and it's not just just normal birth either, like you're watching the man get yeah right come, come into the that world, you know yeah, like, it's really cool, yeah, that's and you where, know that's
5: where y- Russell Crowe also shines by just holding this baby you know what i mean and looking right. at it yeah and just in his face and his expression you're just like man yeah this is important you know this is he's putting everything into this kid
0: right now we find out that uh, the krypton's core is collapsing uh, they've been harvesting the core, and that 's what's destroying it so geralral he he talks to the council uh, you know he wants to uh, get the codex uh, you know the codex is it Kelex referred to it as the genesis code mm-hmm. it'll ensure the survival of Krypton. Um, and then, as he's talking to the council, Zod crashes that party, and then you know kills uh, some members of the council. Yeah,
5: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah he
5: does. Yeah, he blasts <laughs> that lady brute like,
0: force yeah. man. He's not fucking around. He dude. wasn't. And so he comes in there, and then he after he does that, he tries to sway Jor over to his side. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to me, you know, like this is best for you right now to do this. Well,
5: you kind of felt like they were friends, you know what I mean? Like they knew each other. They, they weren't like strangers.
0: I, I don't know if it was friends or more respect.
4: Respect,
5: sure. right. You could sense the respect or sure. friendship. One of the two,
4: right. right? Like he wanted them on his team. I mean, why? Right. If he didn't, he would have never said that or implied it or however you.
5: And you've got the military leader trying to reason, you know, which is also yeah. kind of, you know, to Zod's favor because I, you do kind of agree with him sometimes in the movie or or you can relate to what he's saying
0: you know as we're watching this i'm pretty much mesmerized at how cool and beautiful krypton is right because you know what we saw in uh you know the donner films was just i don't know it was okay for its time but it was nothing like what we saw in this film yeah you're just like glued to the screen like just trying to suck it trying to look at everything Yeah. yeah
5: it's huge. He's so good with uh, Zack Snyder's so good with We got the to big see some uh, of this, yeah.
2: Oh, he is. And we got to see some animals in this too, you know. Yeah. I thought the uh, creature that Russell Crowe rode was really neat. What, what was, was that called? Scene. It was they called Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was cool. I thought it was really awesome. It, uh, it, it uh, I I don't know what he called it. He actually had a name for it.
4: Yeah, like, like it was its name. I don't yeah, remember I exactly remember what it, it
0: said. Uh, Zack Snyder actually said this on his vision of Krypton. I really wanted my Krypton to be this kind of special place that's immersive and totally different from Earth, but not unbelievable and ancient. I really wanted to give this ancient feeling to Krypton. I love technology that's rusty because it's so old. It's so advanced, but it's so old. That was the kind of world that I tried to create, a dying world that's ancient and torn apart. And I think he did that spot on perfect
5: heavenly you know or like right. myth like greek
0: myth mythological you yeah. know stories yeah. stuff like
5: that and descriptions of like what these gods would live in you know right i, I thought it was kind of like that and he's so good with that and mixing with the tech technological side can, of can it. i
0: give my opinion on it oh yeah it reminded me of steampunk asgard
5: yeah kind of yeah i i agree it's the same yeah. kind of feeling yeah. right
0: now we get to see Jarrell kick some ass in this film don't we
5: Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah! So unexpected. That was the biggest surprise. I mean, did you guys know that that was going to happen, or
0: I had no idea.
5: Right? Th- to you me, know, I was, I was like, thinking,
0: oh. dude. I have always thought of like the Marlon Brando. Yeah, I'm just going to
2: J- talk J- to you. I'm just going to talk, right. man.
1: <laughs> okay. No, thanks. this
2: totally blew my mind. He's kicking ass and taking names, yeah, man. He was. Yeah. He's a warrior scientist. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, it sh- it showed it showed Superman's fighting spirit. Where did that come right. from? It we, didn't come from uh, Jonathan Kent necessarily. It came from yeah, jor Absolutely,
0: right. A good point, Jay.
5: Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Uh, that was spine-tingling for mm. me. I was like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this, and I didn't even know.
0: <laughs> now we find out that uh, all the Kryptonians were bred for specific reasons. They're, they're not birthed naturally; it's not natural conception. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's what they call the Genesis Chambers. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, these birthing chambers. So it's almost like we can com- kind of compare it to like the Matrix, really. Right. It, it's 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 really weird. Uh, but we find out that Kal El, Superman, he he was actually born naturally. Right. Uh, and he right. was the first, first natural born birth in centuries.
4: Yeah, long time. That planet's what eight billion years old or something, right? Yeah.
0: So you know, there's a discussion about you know sending him to Earth because they know that the planet's core is collapsing, right? And so you know, Jarrell's talking to Laura about you know Krypton's doomed, and 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 all Laura wants to do is hold, and she wants to keep her son. She's worried about him traveling. She thinks that you know he might die on the way, right, to Earth. To One Earth. question
4: I did have though, I, I didn't I didn't pick this up. Why did they pick Earth? I
0: the In the original Donner films they uh, it, and I know this is not the Donner film, right. but in the original donner films he and in this one he he actually looks at a human brain oh, that's and he right. says he's he says the they closest. are they are they are uh you know relatively intelligent sure, and of course he's going to look like us right oh, okay, uh, but then he did realize that once you know he steps foot on the earth once mm-hmm. he's uh, it's the earth's sun it's a young sun right it's a yellow sun it's not a Kryptonian red sun that's that's old, old and has right. been there once once he his body his cells within his body will be uh str- made stronger his mm-hmm. muscles will be stronger his bones will be stronger uh but he did not know how exactly how strong kal-el right. exactly. would, would yeah. be and uh and we know that he becomes superman right <laughs> but uh that's that's pretty much that's why i believe he sent him to sure. earth okay
5: well he did he did say that he will be like a god to them he did you know? yeah. yes yeah. yep so he had an inclination. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Now, when Jarell lays him in the ship and says, "Goodbye, my son," our hopes and dreams travel with you. And then you see Superman float up into the birth
4: ship. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome to me, man. I mean, he stopped in his tracks too, and look what happened for him.
0: Well, yeah, yeah you got ne- Zod. Mesmerized. Zod is on his way yeah. to to stop this. Uh, and, 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 Zod is, he's really calculating when it comes to attacks. You mm-hmm. know, he, he's like, you know, concentrate your fire on the front door. Right. And, and they burst in there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they sense a launch that, that something is going to take off a ship. Their technology's picking up that a ship is going to take off. Right. They find out it's a natural born child and, you know, he, he doesn't want this to happen. He wants to shoot this thing down. Yeah. As we're watching it launch, this is when, uh, Jorel is looking up, uh, at his. His son, you know, going off. Zod had gotten his ass kicked by Jarrell. <laughs> yeah. Now he takes advantage of this moment, right, and stabs Jarrell. Yeah. And, and and stabs him. Jarell ultimately yep. dies.
5: Right. Did, it, didn't he also realize too that the Codex had been taken
4: or was in in the pod as well? Did they realize that before? I can't remember. I, I think know. they. I think they touched that about that later in the movie okay yeah you know, i i 'm not
0: sure i, I really don 't know i don 't know if the council found out later i don 't know if Zod knew at that time right okay, but the council would have known yeah, later right and then you know i i really what I liked about this movie is I liked how this movie ties in the destruction of Krypton and the imprisonment of Zod as opposed to the Donner films i mean in the Donner films they show separate imprisonment and then later on they show the the destruction of krypton this one it it combines both story arcs which i thought was cool
5: it was cool and and it it showed how much they wanted to punish zod you know these guys knew the planet was doomed and they're like
4: you're going to the phantom zone man i'm sorry (laughs) But, but did they know that once krypton exploded or whatever that that phantom zone would be done no, I don't. No,
5: no, I don't think so. No, I don't think they knew that. No, uh, but yeah, that's how legitimate it was. Like
0: we got to make sure this guy's put away because he's a danger to everything. Everything, right? Yeah. So basically, yeah, you've you've got this part where Zod kills Jerel, and then Laura asks, you know, uh, and then he asks Laura, you know, where did you send him? And and she said he's beyond your reach. Talking about Kal El.
4: I love um, that quote, by the way.
0: Yeah because she honestly thought like no one would ever find him now zod he gets imprisoned by the kryptonian council and then he screams to laura i will find him and that was like the big that was like that was a really cool scene yeah you know you you remember the donner films where he's you know uh zod is screaming that he'll find drell's heir and make him kneel and all this and it kind of was reminiscent of that for me. Really?
5: Oh, yeah. Same, same, yeah. Same, yeah. <laughs> he's he's meaning the same thing when he says what he says, you know? And that that's a huge moment for that actor, too, yeah. where I was like, man, this guy is perfect for Zod. It, right. It, it did harken back to that old Zod without being like, I'm going to imitate it exactly. you know, word for word. Yeah, you know?
0: it's not like he got in this movie and he said, kneel before Zod. No, he never did. No. Never.
5: And you didn't even, like, think about that. And it wasn't about, about
0: that. yeah, and it wasn't about Zod. Control like controlling or being king or being ruler. In right, this. right. No, it was about basically his character was all about protecting Kryptonian society, no matter what the cost, no matter how cruel or violent. Yeah. Right. When they when they're frozen in those chambers and then shipped off into shipped off into space, was it just me or did the chambers that imprisoned them uh, and the others look like dick missiles? Yeah.
4: When they were shipped <laughs> yeah, up, that's yeah, for sure. I looked over at Katie and was like, "What in the hell? They is look that? like
0: yeah, they look like flying dildos." Yeah. <laughs>
4: It's, it's not <laughs> a Ladies and gentlemen, idea. the dildo brigade. right
0: there's like a little theme song. For <laughs> yeah, them. like they should started playing like the Top Gun music, and you should have seen like flying cocks. Oh wow!
4: <laughs> probably wouldn't like the movie then.
0: Oh, oh dear wow! God. We just went there. Jake has
2: nothing to say. <laughs> I, she, I, what do you want me to say? I don't. I you know I don't know. <laughs> Oh, thanks. I'm done, I'm done for. It. I'm roasted.
0: This one. All um, right. This is the roast of Jake Elliott. By yeah, the way, it is. It
4: though. is. Now, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, Brian and I record <laughs> in one place, and Jake and yeah. Jake record on another, and yeah. we
0: can't actually see them. Or you know, hey, you want to blow? The, you want to blow the listeners' minds even more? Do it. Okay. The Leftovers, Dan has never met Jay in person. Never. Dan Dan. has never met Jake in person. Never. Don't plan on it either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fucking with you.
5: Yeah, that's kind of crazy.
0: Everybody, I know everybody. Like, I've met Jake, I've met Jay. Yeah. I've known Jay for 28 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've known Dan, and I kind of brought everybody together for the podcast. But, yeah, that's He's trying to build a dream team, but. Dream team, but then we got Jake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: I'm the pin cushion. That's why I'm here. (laughs) That's the only reason why. (laughs) Anyone anyone needs to take a shit on someone, I'm I'm right over here. You're a glutton for punishment. Jake Elliott toilet
4: paper. (laughs) But we wouldn't want it any other way at this point. No. We make fun of people
2: on the How many
4: times have we kicked Jake off the show seriously? Twice?
2: Three, I thought. Three.
0: You've been fired three times. Three strikes and usually you're out, but this is like different. I'm Some kind of new a, baseball. I'm, you know me. I'm such a softy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could. Never mind. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Back. <laughs> those flying cocks weren't softened by any They of should use, come yeah. out with Man of Steel condoms after seeing those flying cocks. Be, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. It came out with every other product. Man of steel condoms,
0: yeah. See, Jake didn't like the product placement. He acts like this is something new in movies. I know. This is 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 not this this isn't the first
2: pop. It was over the top. There was like four or five products that were placed. I know, they
0: showed a Sears in Smallville. Holy shit. Right. They showed a Sears in Smallville. They
2: showed a Nikon camera. It was over the top.
0: Oh, I know. It was they had a fucking uh, uh, tampon commercial halfway through the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it it just stopped and they start talking about maxi pads. That was yeah, fucked up. Place. Wasn't that weird?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they did. I mean, they did,
5: but that I didn't. I wasn't bothered by the By any place, means, because you're used were. <laughs> to it by yeah. this point.
4: Just yeah, because it, it, some movies everything. don't have it, when movies do have it, you look at it like, Yeah, oh my yesterday, God, on, like, on
0: the podcast we recorded yesterday, Jake's like, J.J. J. Abrams doesn't do it. Right. He's the only one on the planet. That yeah, was there it. a fucking Carl's Jr. on the Lost Island? <laughs> no.
2: It was a no, I'm pizza, saying, it was over the top in the Superman movie. I mean, that's the drinking game for Superman. The movie is every time you see a product placement, you're gonna take, take drink. four shots. I, I just feel like yeah. if you're a,
4: if you're a sucker enough to buy into any of the products, then it's you know you don't it, see me going out and buying a fucking eight hundred dollar Nikon camera because I, yeah. I didn't want no anything shit. I don't. I food. like IHOP, but I'm not gonna go eat IHOP as soon as I leave. Right. We don't even have a Carl's Jr. here. It was, right. it was very
2: distracting to me,
4: and right. I work a hundred feet from a Sears, so I see Sears every day.
2: Right. Yeah. It's not going to make me go buy you don't buy think things. Superman when
5: you see Superman.
0: I don't – see, I
4: don't
2: understand Jake's thinking. Like, he's watching this product – and it's taking him out of the movie? I don't – dude, I don't get that. The camera would f- – the camera focused on the product placement over eight times in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting – okay, I'm enjoying the movie. You're sitting there counting
0: product placement. So let me ask there's you a no question. You Wait, are – you no, must be the most is, boring no. fucker let to me, watch a movie with. no let,
2: dialogue. Superman's flying away. The whole thing, there's explosions going on, and the camera's focusing on the Sears sign still. Jake, let me ask you you a question. I can't believe that's when you got When you're
4: watching a hockey game, and you don't see the 19,000 companies on the ice around the boards, does that distract you from watching the game? Not at all. Not for a second. It's kind of like the same thing, though. It's not the same thing, though. Other movies aren't like
2: that. There's not advertising rings around other movies like there were in Superman. Okay, Jake, we're going to sit down. We're going to have a movie marathon. We'll prove you wrong. No, I mean in Spider Man, he shoots his webs at the Dr Pepper can. There it is. In the original Superman, James he Bond, the, he flies into the Coke sign. There it is. James, James Bond. Every James Bond is
0: every, showing something, movie. It's James, every scene. Hold on, That's Jesus, funny. shut up. In James Bond, in James Bond, everybody in that movie has a Sony Ericsson phone. Or is that weird? A, or driving an Aston Martin car. Is that, that is weird? weird? That everybody. So you know what? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe it's weird that they had different products in this movie uh, as opposed to just Sony Ericsson phones the entire movie.
2: The only phones they had were Nokia phones.
0: Well, yeah, I didn't
2: notice.
5: What's the difference? I mean, <laughs> right. It's in every movie.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. It's, it's not as over the top as in this movie. Uh, I, I agree. I disagree. Let's I disagree move on from this product, on from product placement. We're going to talk yeah, 45 minutes on ticket. Sears. Right. $170 million were made before they sold a single ticket for this movie. Just in endorsement deals alone. Whatever. It's true. Whatever.
0: Whatever. It's (laughs) It's ridiculous. No, it's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous that that's the only thing you got out of this movie. What else
2: was I supposed to get out of this joyless piece? You are a soulless fuck. Now shut (laughs) up
3: and And we're going to move on with the rest of the film. film. I'm getting sick (laughs) of listening to product placement bullshit.
2: (laughs) That's exactly how I felt (laughs) after two and a half hours. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) I agree, demon. (laughs) It's so, Mr.
4: Demon, damn it.
0: Superman yeah. lands on, you know, he lands on Earth. We we don't really see that scene of Martha Kent and Jonathan Kent finding him in the no. field. It's just implied, which right. I thought was cool. Which we don't need fine. to see it again. Yeah, we don't need to see that. Um, you know, but they do show him as a child, not knowing how to hone his powers. You know, there's that scene of him, uh, at school, Great and, scene. Uh, you know, it's like his super hearing and x-ray vision. They're all making him go crazy. And he runs out of the classroom into the closet. We get that emotional scene of Martha Kent coming into the school and she, and, and she says, and you hear Kal-El, uh, Clark say the world's too big, mom. Mm-hmm. And she says, we'll make it small. That was another emotional scene for me, you know, the mother touching out to the son, reaching out to him, you know. Here he is like this, this in front of everybody too.
4: Yeah. It's not like they were alone. Right. You know. But we, didn't we, it feel yeah, like they were? Yeah, yeah, in well, a way. Yeah, kinda yeah. the way they shot it. Yeah. The X ray yeah. vision. Right. When he was in that closet, I thought
0: was was awesome. And he used the heat. I loved how he used the heat from his eyes even as a kid and yeah. it made the door. Doorhand, yep. Yeah. That was cool. It
5: it was yeah, it was just a good example of how uh, when he was younger, the reason he's so kind of messed up is because of how sensitive he was. Because right. he has all these powers that really enhance kind of our natural senses that we would have if we, you know, could be like that. Yeah. You know, that's all it is. It's like an uber-sensitive human being. And right. And that kind of shows why he's so conflicted or he has this inner kind of darkness, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the bus rescue scene, um, you know, we're first introduced to uh, Lana Lang. Like everybody saw the bus scene mm, in, yeah. in the tra- in the trailer, so that's no, it's not like like new, right? But we're introduced to Lana Lang w- real quickly, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this is where a young Clark Kent. This is like pretty monumental. This is like I think the only time this is ever going to happen in a superman in, in a Superman movie. Um, young Clark Kent gets called a Dick Splash. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was new. Another dick reference. I'm surprised Jake didn't go. That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> or was that was that product placement for a drink called Dick Splash?
5: <laughs> but what's cool too is he did very clever. It, he he let it slide. You know what I mean. He was already, because of Jonathan Kent, he was already that kind of person. You know what I mean? He knew he could. He was mentally tough. He could destroy this person. He yeah, already right. knew that. And, yeah, he was mentally tough enough to be like, no, dude, just leave me alone. Right. You know, he just let it go and saved his life.
0: So now it's like we had that scene that we also saw in the trailer. Like, you know, our boy saw what your son did. Right. And Trying so, to try
4: something out of him.
0: As that's yeah. happening, you know, Jonathan takes him out. You know, and they're talking at that. Uh, you know, behind in the truck, um at the back of the truck, and, and he's like, "This is the part where, you know, Clark says to Jonathan, what am I supposed to do? Just let him die?'" Yeah, and it was really controversial. Everybody heard Jonathan can't say maybe, maybe, right?
5: <laughs> yeah. Have you
0: ever heard him say something like that before? Like even in the comics where right. he was that blunt about, no. like, "Well, maybe." And then we get the, uh, you know. Uh, Clark saying you know why am I like this did God make me like this and like mm-hmm. finally it's like Jonathan just thinks like I've got to tell him you have to at that point point. and we get we get the origin reveal in the barn where mm-hmm. he shows him the birth ship and, and then we're hit with that another emotional scene where he's like can I keep pretending I'm your son right and Jonathan says you are my son and that was like another emotional Tear scene drop. for me I'm just like I'm looking at my girlfriend I'm getting nothing and yeah. I'm thinking like wow oh my god dude if she wasn't <laughs> here I'd be bawling <laughs>
5: I was trying to hug the guy closest to me, but I couldn't reach him. But I was reaching out towards him because I was like, man, fuck, Kevin Costner. I'm not a huge Kevin Costner fan, damn it. That scene, yeah. I actually thought
2: that was a pretty decent scene myself. That was probably one of the best scenes in the movie to me. Oh, yeah. Whatever, dick splash. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right, all right. I'm kidding, Jake. I'll, I'll just go home and let you guys jack off all over this movie like you want to. Already did, already, already did, did. a yeah. couple times. I got yeah. my spankerchief right here. I, I'm, I'm just really confused by all three of you, to be honest. <laughs> I just don't understand. It makes no sense to me why you like this it shit. It makes no sense to me why
0: one person can listen to it, uh, watch it, and, and not like it. I don't get it, man. It's cool, though, whatever. Everybody, it's all subjective. Yeah. I agree, I agree. It's all subjective. I got different things out of this movie. There's different emotional beats in this movie that hit me. And sucked me in. So when you did get to those climactic scenes, they meant that much more to me. Right. Because I'm not a soulless asshole.
4: <laughs> well, I'm sure if Abrams did it, too, you'd like it. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> or Shane Black, because he tasted that shit. <laughs> right, you know? he yeah. Loved that Iron Man 3. Just the
4: tip a little. Oh, yeah.
0: Iron
2: Man 3, it was good. Um, yeah, I'll give it a taste. It. <laughs> i give it a taste it. Lickin the tip I, of that. I stand by it. I, compared to this movie, Iron Man 3 is a Tupperware to me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: No. i give Iron Man 3 a taste it. That was a good movie. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Yeah, the, the Mandarin wasn't the Mandarin.
3: What a great <laughs> twist. What a wonderful twist.
2: It's all subjective,
0: but I'm It is all subjective. <laughs> I, I got something completely different out of this movie than you did. You know, we can all watch the same thing you know i mean uh, let's say pacific rim comes out yeah. and i hate it yeah that would blow everybody's mind because i've been like jazzed about this movie Or oh, it's
4: like that movie i didn't see that i hated after earth like <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what honestly you can hate that movie and not even
2: see it right thank you
0: <laughs> finally you guys are agreeing with me it's fine we, dude we, you
2: guys go back to jacking off about the movie okay i'll sit here again
0: so now you know we've got the now Clark. We see Clark working as a busboy in that diner where mm-hmm. he overhears the two military members are talking about an anomalous object in the uh, ice. Right. At the same time, you know the there's that waitress. Um, she's being harassed by that trucker.
4: Mm-hmm. Did he grab her on her ass or something? Yeah, he like yeah. patted her ass, right. and,
0: and she's like, "Don't," and you know. Uh, you know, Clark stands up to this guy and everybody's kind of laughing at Clark as he's getting like the, the, the beer dumped on his head by the trucker. Right. Didn't, wasn't that reminiscent of the Donner Superman two film, Jay?
5: Yeah. And, uh, totally one of my favorite scenes as well, which I was so happy that, you know, they, they didn't copy it again. Like nothing was copied or spit on in this movie. I felt. And, and it harkened back to that scene, which was so hilarious where, you know you have this stupid ass trucker or whatever same kind of situation almost but with Mm -hmm. yeah with the waitress too yeah right yeah he did it with Lois he he
0: was trying to you know flirt with Lois in the original yeah
5: and then he like demands something from the waitress and and in this one he grabs her ass so it's the same kind of situation where it's like right. <laughs> you know yeah again he could destroy this guy if he wanted to and he's just politely like hey man come on
0: so superman you know like he he tries to push him and when he pushes him it's almost like he hits, hits the brick wall brick man wall, yeah. it's like so uh that was pretty cool um you know the trucker gets a real big surprise when he steps outside yeah we
4: won't we right. won't mention it but yeah, he did destroy him, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He he, he made his point yeah. very clear. Very he clear.
5: probably shit himself.
4: In that next say. scene, when they show him walking away, like where was, he wasn't looking for a cab, was he? He was just kind of like walking away.
0: Who? The oh, trucker? Clark? Yeah. No, Clark. Was, Clark had heard about the anomalous object. Right. And he was trying to hitch a ride. Yeah, up there to get work so he could find out what this is. Right, right. Because he thought that maybe this had something to do with, with his history and all that. Right. And and, yeah. and and we find out that it actually is an ancient Kryptonian scout ship, ship yeah. that's been trapped in ice. And it's surrounded by 18,000-year-old ice. So it's been there for for 18,000 years. That's
4: crazy. Right. Right. Now, yeah.
0: Jay, does this reveal any easter eggs? Yeah, this is actually a big one that I think, uh, a lot of people
5: overlooked or, or didn't really think too much about. Sure. Where, where you, you, you know that Clark had to have, uh, used his heat vision to tunnel into this area yeah. to get to yeah. the ship. Right. And once he gets inside, you know, he's kind of looking around trying to figure out what's going on and he, he comes across these stasis pods. Um, like you would see in like aliens or something yeah, like that. The, the yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. These, yeah. These like a cryogenic. Yeah. Yeah. They, they Straight, travel across space. Yes. And so, you know, this is a Kryptonian ship. He realizes it and he's seeing these pods and uh-huh. you see dead bodies, but one pod is open and there's nothing in it. Uh huh. And so the Easter egg is we're looking at Supergirl who has been on earth way longer than Clark. She's uh-huh. older than Clark. Uh, and so that, that is some, something that was overlooked because you don't really think about it watching the movie. You, you're not really
0: like, oh, Supergirl. Supergirl, right. exactly. But so you, know, you
5: think about her origin,
0: and, and then you're like, oh, okay. Yep. That makes sense. In, in the Man of Steel preview comic that was written by David S. Goyer, who also wrote this movie, uh, right. it shows a group of Kryptonians escaping the dying, dying planet of uh, uh, Krypton, and it's led by Dev M., um, the ships uh, in the comic book they match the exact same look of the ships in the movie. That's cool, interesting. So, uh, a Kryptonian on the on board the ship in this book mm-hmm. is Kara Zor-El, which is we we know her as Supergirl, right? Um, so, as the movie is taking place, she exists in this universe, which I and think is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a
4: neat. Neat fact. I think you've brought
0: this up before, Brian, uh-huh. but it's about
5: time for some super heroines. You know, some strong, yeah, women, some yeah. strong female, female, female characters. characters. I mean, can you imagine? I, I, I would be excited to see her
0: in a sequel. You know, yeah. If they made a, a Supergirl movie back in the day. I never yeah. watched that one. No. Did you watch no. that? Anyone? I, it's really campy. I, yeah, yeah, I, I remember
2: movie back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I tried one. to watch it. Yeah,
0: when I was yeah, a kid. It's really yeah. campy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that I think that uh, it needs to be done or at least introduce the character into the film world. Right. I think it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm.
4: This is when Lois Lane and...
0: Yeah, we're introduced... Uh, uh, Superman actually meets Lois Lane for right. the first time. Yep. Uh, Lois Lane, she follows him in there, and uh, at this point in time, she she's encountered by uh, something that looks like Kelex. Cute. It's not yeah. Kelex. Right.
4: She takes a, f- a photo of him with the flash that goes off. She thinks it's cute or something. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> So you
0: know, uh, all, this thing starts to attack her. Yeah. With uh, it, it, almost has like kind of like a like like whiplash from Iron Man sure. Two. It's right. got like those whips, and it yeah. just starts to whip her. Um, it, it's in the abdomen or something. It's her right? in the abdomen. Yeah. She starts yeah. to bleed, and this could be a fatal fatal uh, injury. Right. Um, you know, Kal shows up. He
4: just, hears her screaming. Yeah. Turns around and goes
0: out, and then he crushes this thing. And then uh, to heal her, he cauterizes the wound with his heat vision. Yeah.
5: Immediate reveal. Yeah. Right. There's no messing around about whether Lois
4: yeah. knows. He says, who I can do things that other people can't. Right. Yeah. That right. was cool. Right off cool, the cool, bat. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, and. Could that- you imagine saying that to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and actually being able to back it up? Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's when the love started for those two right there.
4: Yeah. Well, plus, he's, I mean, he saved her life. I mean.
5: Yeah, he did. And yeah. he's this amazing thing that, you know, and she's a reporter. Right. You know, she tries to find out what's going on she wants to know all about this dude
0: now before all this happens though i, I did forget to mention that you know superman he meets uh, ghost jor by inserting right. the, the command key command into key, the scout right. ship um Jor-El starts answering a bunch of questions that kal-el's had on his mind uh you know after he starts talking explaining he explains the demise of krypton um you know why he isn't there with him right um you know why you know why he didn't leave krypton did you guys notice that the birth ship in the presentation? Remember that, like, it was kind of like that presentation that Jarell gave with that Kryptonian technology. Yeah, like the slides. It's, like, it's kind of like the liquid yeah. metal that would show like the slideshows. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Kryptonian pop up book. Right. Uh, did you guys notice that the 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 um, birth ship that they showed in that illustration looked exactly like the spiky birth ship from the original Donner film? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it it was...
5: Yeah, I think it was an homage to that. Yeah. I mean, it could have been explained just as, like, fiery entry into Earth, you know what I mean?
0: But at the same time, it was the same... Shape yeah. and it had all the spikes. The, on the spikes, yeah, and then, it was yeah. really cool. I was like, "That's that's that's from the Donner film." I know that the the ship in, that we saw in this film didn't look like that, mm-hmm. so I just kind of thought that was cool that they threw it in there. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah.
0: Yeah. At this time, Jerell reveals the Superman suit. Yeah. Uh, he talks about the symbol actually meaning hope. So the S symbol means hope. Now the idea that Superman's S shield means hope actually comes from Mark Wade's Superman Birthright series. Uh, okay. The S shield is the Kryptonian symbol for hope, and Superman believes it may have begun as a coat of arms for the House of El.
4: And, and how, like, all his suit looked just like everybody else's, as far as the texture and the Kryptonian.
0: It looked right. alien, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it had more color to it. Yeah, and, like, it the, did. The red yeah. and, and the blue, right. and, and the, and the and cape, the, the yellow, and the, yeah. and the symbol, yeah. which was cool. And Zod um, was all dark grays, and yeah, yeah you know, kinda, right. Yeah, even yeah. jor was like. Even not as bright. Was, yeah, not yeah. as
4: bright. But that was a cool suit. I mean, the, the texture yeah. of that suit didn't look like your typical spandex underwear. Uh-huh. You know what
0: I mean? It just looked... When they show him putting on the suit for the first time, when they sh- when they reveal him on the suit, even yeah. though I'd seen him in the trailers with right. the suit on and things like that, it was still cool. You, yeah. had, you had the Hans Zimmer music playing, oh, of yeah. course. Oh, <laughs> yeah, badass scene. And, you know... You've got that scene of him trying to fly for the first time where he crashes <laughs> into the mountain. And, and,
4: again, you guys know that that wasn't my favorite scene. You yeah. could have skipped that. but I, I liked a- it. After our conversation last night and thinking about it, I mean, how often do you see a vulnerable Superman, like a struggle? Well, right? we didn't see that in Superman,
0: right. the Donner film. I mean, we showed, they just showed him as Superman and he was flying. Already, we never saw yeah, him, yeah. like, you know, learning how to
4: fly. And you guys, you guys brought up some good points about that, and it made me rethink it. I'm still not going to – I'm still going to say we, they could have – I wish they would have just skipped that part. But I get what you guys were saying, and right. it does make sense to me. But the whole time he's
0: trying to fly, he, he's hearing the fa- his father right. talk in the back yeah. he said, just keep trying, you mm-hmm. know, just keep pushing yourself. And But we get the really cool scene of him flying over the Serengeti Plains, you know, splitting that group of giraffe and mm-hmm. then the herd of zebra, and then he's flying over the, the oceans. Yeah. And you can see like the water coming off of the off that the ocean. Cool. Yeah. Then he's flying over the Grand Canyon, and then next thing you know, he's out. He's doing the outer space scene that made Christopher Reeves' version of the character so iconic. You yeah. see him flying in outer space, and
4: now did and, you, you guys saw this in 3D? Right, Everybody? I saw it in
0: 3D,
2: and I saw yeah. it in 2D twice. Okay, yeah.
4: So that scene yeah. in 3D. Yeah. Now this yeah, movie wasn't shot in 3D, 2D. right? It was post. I think it was post.
2: Yeah, it was post 3D. Okay.
0: Do you guys know like all the scenes in Smallville were shot actually in Plano, Illinois?
4: Right. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I was actually wanting to go to Plano and watch them film this, but yeah. you know, of course, I never did. But right. I was like, man, that they're filming because cool. I you could you could see it on the internet. Wonder if they're, they're going to do the sequel there? Any parts? If they have flashbacks to yeah. Smallville, or if he if he goes back there to see his mother, and am sure right. they will. Yeah. It'd be cool to go up there sure. and check it out. Smallville just looked great. I, I thought that was one of the best representations of Smallville in film before. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the Donner film was better. The Donner film looked like a fucking Norman Rockwell movie. Like a right, like, it looked right. like straight out of a Norman Rockwell picture. Excuse yeah, me. Right. You know,
4: um, this one it, they had to make it a little bit more modern. Right. And I'm not I'm not 100 familiar with Smallville the show or even you know the the history behind it. And I got it first scene they showed. And, you know, well, I'm
0: talking about the Donner films from back in the 70s. Yeah, like the 70s. I know. I know what you're saying. I'm right. saying
4: this this movie. I thought the representation of how they explained it before was spot on. Yeah. You know. Even even Sears in there.
0: We see like, Jonathan can't, can't get killed yeah. by that tornado. That's a pretty controversial scene um, with fans because Clark didn't save him. Um, you know, Jonathan saved the dog, right? And I think that he did that. He, he, there was a part where. He, this you see this tornado jay do you want to talk about that a little bit
5: yeah i mean you, you see the tornado and they're all kind of running for uh, to get under a bridge mm-hmm. you know just to get out of the way of this thing and to be safe and and they realize that their family dog stuck in the in the truck or car or whatever right and and clark wants you can tell clark wants to go get it and, and jonathan's like no i got this stay with your mother you know make sure she's okay and he he gets the dog out, but he gets trapped in the car because I guess something from the tornado whips up something. It falls on the on the vehicle, right? The right and he's side. stuck in there. Well, another and
0: car it, lands on top of the car. Another car right, lands yeah.
5: on top, and then Clark's like, "Come on, let me go over and help him." He gets out, and he he's just kind of, like, trying
0: to get his bearings. Jonathan, and, well, he, he he sprains his ankle. Yeah, yeah. his ankle's yeah. screwed
5: up. You can tell he can't walk.
0: And this tornado's just, like, right up on him. He knows he's, just, he's not going to make it. No. Yeah, yeah. And
5: he's looking at Clark, and Clark is just like... He looks like uh, a dog on a chain, like... Clark's ready yeah, to go and right. get him. Yeah, and, yeah and, he's like, I need to come get you. Right. And
0: he's like, no. He just looks at him, shakes his head. He's like, no. He he, he holds out his hand, and he shook yeah. his head no. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I mean... We find out that Clark tells Lois this story, yeah, mm-hmm. of how you know his father died and he could have saved him and he didn't, right. And this is what pretty much makes Lois Lane not tell the Daily Planet yeah, right. that she's found basically you know who, who this guardian angel is mm-hmm. that's been protecting all these yeah. people.
5: Yeah, he's like the world is not ready, and and I realized right. that the day my father <laughs> sacrificed himself, right. Uh, to make sure I wasn't
0: seen, right? You know,
5: which was just gut wrenching for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So when Superman turns on the, the when he uses the command key in the in the scout ship, it turns on kind of like a beacon, and uh, Zod knows where he's at now. Mm-hmm. And so, how I mean, seriously, how eerie was it when the power went out on the Kent farm, and you see Zod on TV repeating, "You are not alone." it it was just like any i
5: mean i would relate it to signs
0: almost yeah
5: i, I mean i i thought signs was great and it kind of reminded me of that where it, where it felt like that if that was what was going to happen if they that actually happened that yeah. is what would happen your power would go out and then and then to see zod broadcasting Mm -hmm. you know and telling people that you are not alone i mean that's i would imagine that's kind of what it would go like
0: right you know zod's presence as an alien was actually introduced before superman was even revealed to mankind which i thought was cool because it has it's it forces you know earth to uh deal with like uh extraterrestrials and aliens first as opposed to dealing with them
5: to make a decision yeah like you said uh, he was seen first zod Mm -hmm. was seen first so are they going to worship Zod as a god, right? Or are they going to go with Superman, right, and his ideals? You know,
0: well, and then Zod, he he's requesting that they turn over Kal El to him.
5: Yeah, and they'll be safe, right? And, and nothing will happen. So right. some people are like, "Yeah, okay,
0: sure." This is where we get that really cool pivotal moment at, at the church scene. Yeah, you know, and then the priest Clark is actually in the in the church. And you know he's not sure if he can trust. He he knows he can't trust Zod. Yeah, but he's almost as certain that he can't trust humans. Right. And then the priest says, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes later.
4: Right.
5: And and emotionally, to me, like it's when that hit, I was like, what didn't they explore with this character? Because they they do the emotional side and the moral side. You know the what's what's right and what's wrong, to, and then it gets to the point where it's the spiritual side, to where he's like, I'm gonna go talk, try and talk to your God, the human God, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. right. That was huge. I mean, what didn't they explore to me emotionally, or or just like in in the way you live? Yeah. And that again is like important for me if I'm gonna see a Superman movie. I want to walk away with something to where I'm like I'm going to use that to mm-hmm. to
0: be a better person. Right. Great know?
5: message, by the way. Right, and it had that.
0: You know, Lois. Uh, at this point in time, okay. So what happens is Superman turns himself in yeah. to, to the U.S. government, and the U.S. Right. government right. is getting ready to hand him over. You know, to Zod, and so now you've got that. You've got that emotional scene. Uh, where Superman's saying goodbye to Lois and and you know get, get being ready to be picked up by Zod, right? Um, and so Zod uh, doesn't show up. It's actually the ship arrives and it Feyora Ul comes out and she requests Superman and then she requests Lois, Lois Lane. Lane. Yep, and uh, yeah. Colonel Nathan uh, Colonel Nathan Hardy's like no. You, got, you, you asked. We we're giving you Superman. That's all you asked. You said for, nothing right. about the reporter. We're right. not giving you Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, she's like, "So are you saying no to General Zod?" And he's like, "You can, you can take." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You can take it as whatever you want to right. think." And uh, she just gives him the dirtiest of
4: looks. Yeah. Man, that's when their their love interest started. Oh, not yeah, love interest. Yeah, they they yeah. hated each other at that point in time. They, lo- they hated- loved. They hated him though. They love to hate each other yeah
5: man you could tell it was a sexual tension as well as like i'm i'm gonna skull fuck this motherfucker you know that's what she was thinking yeah wow (laughs) such a he was such a great supporting uh character he was you you made a point of that yesterday
4: brian i thought about
5: that and i was like god yeah i mean he he wasn't a major role he was my
0: favorite human in the movie Yeah, yeah but
4: oh so good yeah Alright, guys, we'll set time of the show where I gotta take off, but I do wanna leave you guys on a high note. Next week we're coming back and kicking ass. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the tone uh, of the show was a little down because of last night. Yeah,
0: but. we did the recording and, and it, everything was gone. Right. right.
4: So I'm going to leave the rest of the show up to you guys. I have faith that you're going to be able to kick its ass, and hopefully uh, Jake feels a little more involved. But (laughs) I will talk to everybody later. All right, right, man. Later, Dan. See you, Dan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to keep recording. Hey, Dan, I'll see you next week. All right. right. So we we get the scene now. We're in the movie. The part where... Lois and Superman, they're on the on Zod's ship, and they're, and they're going up into uh, outer space, and they're gonna go on to Zod's what is it like his space station? That's like well,
5: yeah, he has like a mothership, yeah, and and they they actually bound Superman at this point, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, and because he couldn't adjust to the the atmosphere within the ship, so unlike Kryptonite, you had uh, he, he had this problem of weakness due to the atmosphere of the ship. Yeah, it was not like Earths exactly.
2: That's then, a good point, Jay.
5: And then he gets yeah, and which I thought was cool because he didn't want to use Kryptonite for this movie, right? But you still saw like him at his knees, the you effects know, like, of yeah.
0: him being in that Kryptonian. Like environment, it's,
5: it's the same kind of tension you felt during like Superman Two when he didn't have any power. Yep, you yep, know yep. you're just like, oh man, fuck he's, he's vulnerable. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: So at this point, like you know Lois, we know that she's got the command key and she sees a spot on the ship where she can. It looks like it's going to fit that command key, so she inserts the command key into the ship's mainframe, and all of a sudden she turns around and there's the ghost of Jarrell. Right. I call it just Ghost Jarrell. Yeah. You know his consciousness exactly, yeah. and so he modifies the environment to human compatibility, and he's guiding Lois through the ship that he designed to save her. But and at the same time, it, it's it, it's it's going to give Superman his powers back,
5: right? And it, it's, and right when you thought that Jor El was done, you know, yeah. from from the climactic scene of his death, yeah, I thought. Okay, he's done. We're done with Jarell, just
0: like in the original diner films. Yeah,
5: even though he came back to, in the ship earlier, I still thought, okay, there's no more action from Jarell. But that scene was it was action packed, and it was all Jarell, you know, right. leading her Lois through the ship Shit. to try and get her yeah, to safety. Yeah,
0: we, we get to see Lois meet Jarell, which is a really cool moment. I thought it yeah. was awesome.
5: Yeah, it's never happened so. Uh, Yeah, for her to meet his real father, his alien father, was huge. And and
0: he was so great in it. Again, like, just the action of that scene. And, you know, like, uh, yeah, and he's guiding her and he's telling her, you know, know, move your head to the left. Right. And uh, turn right here and everything. It was really cool. He just helped her escape. It was very kind of Jedi, you know,
2: where yeah. he was, like,
0: shutting doors with his hands and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's why
5: I got a little erect, yeah. He was
2: very Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi to begin with, just he was. coming back from yeah. the dead like that, or, you know. Oh, jeez, you're right, yep. I didn't even think about that till just now, but yeah.
5: Now when, when he's closing the doors with his hands and he, like you said he move your head left it right. dodge a dodge like a a death blow to her head you know.
0: I know and then I said yesterday on the podcast that I want to see a Google GPS system made for the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where Jor-El tells you turn right on Elm.
5: Yes. Now take a left uh, yes. on
0: Jefferson. Continue to merge. Just, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I oh, want yeah. it anyway. We, we, we it, pretty soon we learned that the command key uh doesn't have the genetic code in it it's actually embedded within uh superman
5: right so, again huge uh yeah. a huge uh, harkens back to his birth you know yeah. and, and putting him on the ship right yeah the whole hopes and dreams and aspirations of krypton are embedded in in superman
0: in all Kal-El. Of, yeah all of krypton's heirs are within kal-el
5: so yeah so he's not just special because he's superman on earth you know he's not just special because of his powers he was special from day one yeah as this natural birth that hadn't happened in a long time, and he's also got the entire planet within himself. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on,
0: uh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. So they escape. You know, Lois escapes first in the pod. Superman saves her on her re-entry into uh, Earth's atmosphere from burning up. Right, and then you show they show Zod. Uh, you know, uh, he shows up at the Kent farm, and he's. Wanting the ship that Superman arrived in, because he wants he wants to find the the uh, codex. Right. Um, Zod is screaming at Martha Kent. You know, where is the codex? And he gets mad and he throws a truck into the house and he throws her onto the ground. You know, I mean, at the yeah, same his time, mother. yeah, yeah he, he picks up Superman's mother, his Earth mother, throws her to the ground. At the same time, Superman's with Lois, and it's like he had he. It's I think he can hear with his super hearing. Right that this is going on and he just boom takes off
5: yeah he's he's wherever he's at right i mean i don't think he's anywhere close but he hears it and then he just takes off in the middle of talking to lois making sure
0: yeah that she's okay after falling from you know outer
5: space yeah and he's just like i gotta go
0: and then we see zod get tackled yeah by superman going at light speed and then just punching the shit out of him right and yelling you think you can threaten my mother
5: right yeah very just him him just unleashing his anger for the right. first time and again you don't see that in the older
0: i don't think the the older superman movies no not at all um we get another kind of cool nod of the Donner films because we get to see superman battle uh namak and feyora ul right you know and, yeah and the in kind Smallville. of the western
5: style
0: yeah Mano imano we're coming for you and they're walking down the street. I did notice that Namek is like, you know, he was big in the Superman 2 movies, like his size. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Superman 2 movies he didn't really talk, he just kind of grunted and yeah, and, yeah. But he he didn't talk in this movie either, but he was gigantic Gigantic in this movie. Yeah. Um, he, he towered over
5: Superman.
0: and well, he, yeah, when, Like when, I
5: said, when he's walking down the street, he's right. like,
0: who the fuck is that? He, he's like <laughs> twice the size, the height vertically of Fayor Ul in that right. scene. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Now, Namek, if in the comic books... Namek he 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 was actually a scientist and he studied the Rondor which is a beast on Krypton mm-hmm. um he studied the horn because it had healing properties it was against the council's code to kill one but he did it anyway he then injected himself with a serum made from the horn and he became the beast of an alien that we saw in the film right. except in the comic he had purple skin but uh, in this film he I, I they didn't touch on that but that's what i believe what that's what turned him into the huge Beast of a man that he is.
5: Yeah, and he was a formidable op- opponent Absolutely. for Superman. He, I mean, he wrecked his shit a pound couple for times. pound,
0: man. I'm telling yeah. you, he
5: threw him around. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it was <laughs> <He> cool. <laughs> like, slammed him on the ground. Yeah, him like Superman would like try to fly off. You'd see him like pull, you Just know, grab him and then yeah. grab him and then like throw him one one arm. Yeah, but Superman, <laughs> dude, Superman threw him up into the air right and then punched him and then th- and punched him into those uh those, the, the, trains. the trains and then right. the huge exp- that was awesome yeah it, and and again that this that, is the action that we were missing in superman returns
5: that's what i was gonna say yeah. is that this is you you're seeing his power like you've never seen it before absolutely and done properly, and it's just like holy shit. Dude. And then
0: Superman, he is starting to save people in the suit now. Because like we saw him saving people on the oil rig earlier, he wasn't in the suit. Now we finally mm-hmm. see Superman saving people in the suit. He's saving members of the military. That one guy falls out of the uh, the helicopter, and Superman saves him. And first thing he asks him is like, "Are you all right?" And it, so it showed how much yeah, he cared. Exactly. You know? And then Colonel Nathan Hardy later says, "You know, this man is not our enemy."
5: Yeah. Yeah. Without it, and that. That was another cool moment for that character, right. you know. What's he's the- he's for the human race without a doubt. I mean, he's kind of like Zod. He's our military yeah. colonel, you know, and he's just like trying to look out for everybody. But at the same time, he's he's saying like, even though we don't know this, we don't own this guy, you know, uh, we can't control this guy. He's not a threat, you know. After right. his actions,
0: yeah. So now we got uh, Superman. He flies off after you know, ki- you know, he he beats you know Namak and and Pharaoh and. And he flies off. What's the first thing you do is he checks in on his mom. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's what I yeah. love that about this movie.
5: It, it was a lot about the fathers. Yeah. I mean, because you got two fathers that sacrifice themselves yeah. for the son, and they're both trying to teach him lessons in their own way. So right. that's a huge conflict. But there's also the mothers, and, and you see very powerful moments where it's just like, you know, honor your mother, honor your father, and that kind of stuff, the moral lessons, like I said before.
0: Now, Lois, she shows back up, and she says she knows how to defeat them. Jorel revealed to her on the, on the ship How to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zod, he's, he's going to release this world generator that changes Earth's gravitational pull. It's going to terraform the Earth into a new Krypton. What Lois's plan is to make the the drives on Zod's ship and Kal-El's birth ship collide. And right. the, the polarity and the impact will create a black hole and then suck them into it and rid the Earth of the Kryptonians.
5: Yeah, just much like the Phantom Zone from when they were banished on Krypton. It's right. supposed to do the same thing, and they, they figured... That out because Dorel told her uh, when they were in that ship together. Yeah, that that, that was how it was going to be done.
0: So you know you've got the 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 world gener like yeah the world what do they call it the world generator
5: yeah world generator yeah.
0: basically like one end is on the Indian Ocean the other end is in Metropolis and it's terraforming it's is the gravitational pull is starting to change and you see like objects on Earth like going up and down and crashing and it's just destroying Metropolis
5: yeah it's it shoots through the whole planet right so from one end to the other there's the world generator and then there's the mothership and they're basically shooting at each other through the center of the earth and that's how it creates like a spongy kind of effect where the gravity will go
0: up and metropolis and then fall. Is, yeah metropolis is getting the kick shit out of uh, the shit yeah. kicked out of it yeah but it's cool we get to see a, a really heroic uh, perry white
5: yeah which is great because they, they kind of hint at it early on when when she's like should we reveal who this character like yeah. i don't want to tell this story I don't want to make this this news story because I don't want to tell the world who this guy is. Right. And he agrees with her, you know, early on in the film when you're expecting him to be like, oh, no, we're going to run with this. And then again, like you said, there's a scene where he gets to be heroic and and they really make you care about his character and, and show you what he's worth, you know? Yeah. And who's he say he's saving the uh, uh, Jenny's her name right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Okay, she works. She also works. She there, works yeah, at the
0: Daily Planet.
5: While this is happening, right? And he he's almost like I'll stay with you if we're gonna die here, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, he, I think they were ready to die at that point. Yeah, he was just like, okay, right. I'm going to stay right here with you, which was like, wow, Jesus. <laughs> so you've got, you've got the military, they're trying to deliver the birth ship to, you know, Zod ship and, and create that black hole. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Superman, he's trying to destroy the other machine and he's being attacked by those robotic arms.
5: Yeah. And it's creating an atmosphere uh-huh. that, that is also again, like kryptonite weakening right. him and yes. making him not as
0: strong. Those arms, uh, those robotic arms, those Kryptonian robotic arms, they reminded me of like a hybrid version of Doc Ock's tentacles, Meets the liquid metal from the T1000 uh, from Terminator Two.
2: Oh, I can see that.
5: It, yeah, and yeah. I thought they did a good job at that, especially with the 3D. Right. I was like, man, that that's yeah. menacing, and it's kicking his ass. Yeah,
0: he, he had a really hard time with it. it. It actually, he didn't even defeat it, in my opinion. It just knocked him into the beam. Right. and yeah, that,
5: it, it was. It was. I wasn't expecting it to happen that way, but I was right. like, wow. I, I mean, because you know, it's like, who are you going to pit against Superman? And, and I thought they did a good job with that, especially portraying the like just. Men- Of it, and like it is kicking his ass.
0: So when it knocks him into the beam, we get that really cool scene. Um, You know, I noticed this the second time, and upon the third viewing, I'm certain of what I saw. But uh, it's a cool Easter egg. Yeah. Um, And we
5: we talked about this last night because I actually asked you, hey, man, I think I might have been seeing things, but I swear I saw Christopher Reeve's face up here. And I I remember thinking when I saw it, I was like, that's just because I want to see it. Right. That's all. That's all
0: that is. Jay, you saw it because I I watched it. Uh, You know, Cavill, he's under the generator, uh, the beam. It's so powerful that it causes ripples on his skin and they actually, the, the people that made this movie, the CGI, they made it alter his face to look like Christopher Reeve.
5: Yeah. And it, it and you know what's cool about it, too, is it, it's that moment when he realizes how fucking strong he is. Yeah. The, the inner strength, you know what I mean? He needs something extra. Dude,
0: that scene gave me chills when I saw Christopher Reeve.
5: Yeah. And, and I thought that was just so great the way they put it in there. It was the perfect place to put it. Right. And, and again, you're just like, I, I'm just seeing that because I want to see it right now. Yeah. So yeah. that's
0: great. No, it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. Um, you know, so you know he he defeats that machine, destroys it. Colonel Hardy, he sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. but again, with, he takes with, out Fyre Ull with him.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: To which he you, says, you know, he uses that classic line: "A good death is, is is its own reward."
5: Right, and and I I was saying too last night about how Nolan. Nolan's movies, and you know he had a hand in this, but his his background characters are just as cool as the main characters, right? And so that you have this kind of sidekick in in Fey or Ool and she's stalking this Colonel the whole fucking time. The moment yeah. she sees him, and, and that's such a cool part of the movie. And to see it play out that way was awesome. It
0: was awesome. Very yeah. satisfying. All of uh, the, the birth chambers on the ship, and Superman's on the ship with Zod now, and he destroys the, you know, destroys that ship. And, and Zod is scr- sc- screaming at him, "If you destroy the ship, you destroy Krypton." Right. And uh, Superman goes ahead and so, you know basically he makes his decision and he says Krypton had its chance uses yeah. his heat vision and takes the ship down.
5: Another you know I, again people like complain about this guy being you know too serious or solemn, but it's like what would you do in that situation? Right. And and, it, and again it doesn't have to be like the Avengers. It, it, Nothing. It doesn't have to be goofy. You right.
0: Know? Right. Th- this guy is a serious guy, so take him fucking seriously. Exactly. He's <laughs> wanting to destroy Earth and. And and bring his uh, people back into. Uh, and I prominence. feel
5: like he's reasoned with him enough. Yeah, and it, it is a lot like Donner's uh, Superman too. And wh- well, he wasn't fully part of that, but you know, basically it was his story. But same kind of conflict. He reasons with the guy first, right? But then when the mother incidents happen, he's like, no, that's it.
0: So Zod, he he says that he exists only pr- to protect Krypton. And his sole purpose uh, of his birth is to every action he takes is for the people. right? And he says now he has no people. So now we get the final battle between Superman and Zod.
5: Yeah, they both kind of give up. A- yeah. And again, that's why you can relate to Zod sometimes. Right. He, he even is like, okay, that's the last straw. Yeah. I've tried to talk to you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know. This, uh... The- Final Battle, to me, is where the movie completely fell apart. It pretty much came became a Transformers movie to me where it was just nonstop action with no emotion or I didn't care about anything anymore. They were just punching each other and knocking over buildings and it was just scene after scene of mindless action.
5: Yeah, but I, I think, again, they said no, I, I, I wouldn't mother, say yeah,
2: you know? I, I don't agree with that at all.
0: Yeah, I've I mean, yeah, what would you say, Brian? I mean about that. Basically, you've got Zod, he's unraveled at this point because every he says every action he takes is is for his people and now he has no people. Right. It's all about rage and it's all about beating each other up at this point. You know, you've got Superman, this man killed his father. You've got Superman, this man killed Zod's entire race. Right. And now they're fighting. Well, I don't know what you want them to say as they're beating each other up throughout Metropolis. I think actions speak louder than words sometimes, and the fight, if you just watch it, that Zod uppercut, when he punches Superman straight up the skyscraper.
5: Yeah, it was two men. I felt like it was well established that these two men were going to butt heads. They had two different ideals. Zod, of course, had this great plan for vengeance because of Jor-El. So that happened early on for Zod. That, That emotional impact, of when he's just like I'm going to kick your ass now we're going to we're going to do this one of us is going to walk away one of us is going to be dead yeah like that has to happen we obviously they know at that point that that has to happen so i felt like the the intensity of the fight scenes was set at that point. yeah Zod's-
2: <laughs> i mean i saw this movie twice the first time i saw it at 11:15 and during this fight sequence i got very very sleepy and had a hard time even staying awake so i went to see the movie a second time to see if i was just tired and cranky and didn't enjoy I, and it was still, I just I got nothing from this whole la- The The final action sequence was worthless to me. Too long and worthless.
0: Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, whatever. Um, there's um, a part, I thought that was really cool when, you know, after he's up on top of the building, you see that sign that says 106 days without an injury. Right. At the top of the building, and then I thought it was cool. Zod swings that huge metal beam at Superman, and then Superman is so smart he uses his heat vision to melt the side of the beam that actually would have hit him. And so when Zod takes that takes that swing, it, that that beam actually melts, and and he gets hit with nothing. Right. And, but Zod takes the now much smaller beam, and he hits him with it. And I swear, when he hits him with it, and then yaks him against that sign—that 106 days without an injury sign—he when he when Superman hits it, the one and the six fall off, revealing zero days without an injury. I swear, <laughs> that's what I saw. It's like a split second it happens, but it was really cool.
5: Well, he he's so yeah. Again, heart, you know, I gotta give props to Zack Zach Snyder because I feel like his attention to detail and stuff like that. I mean, just the fact that he has these little Easter eggs, it's like you need to pay attention. Right to pick these little things up. The sure. fact that he does that as a filmmaker—that's for the fans, and, that, and that's one of the things I like about uh, what he did with this, especially.
0: So now we get the very controversial scene where Superman—it's uh, the uh, chokehold. Right, Superman has um, Zod in a chokehold. Zod is using his heat vision. He's trying to point it at, at uh, an adult uh, human, uh, male and a female, and then two children. And a he's going to kill him. Yeah, a family. He's going to kill him. Right. And Superman is pleading, don't do this. Stop. Right. Zod says never. And then this is, this is very controversial. S- Superman snaps his neck. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can understand why fans are split. You know,
2: Superman isn't a killer in the comics. Yeah. The more time I've had to sit with this, the more it's kind of rubbed me the wrong way. At this point, I feel like the writers don't even know the character anymore. I think, well, the, after sitting on this for twenty, I don't problems, know what else you know? he was
0: supposed to do at that point. I
2: mean, You've I, got he backed against the he's got his back against the wall. He he they, has to kill him they've established he's the most powerful superhero he's got all these different powers that the writers can't figure out a way for superman to stop zod other than being a killer we saw it and we
0: saw him do it in superman i don't think they wanted to copy superman 2 where you know he and he 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 died in superman 2 anyway he fell to the pit but it wasn't superman that did 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 he fall or did Superman push
2: him in there? I think he fell. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the writers could have figured it out in another way well, besides right there in movie 1 we're making Superman a killer.
5: Well, what what Zack Snyder said was that he he did it to kind of give weight to how superman feels about death or killing you know what i mean right. yeah and, and again i think that harkens back to jonathan kent's death where, where that was his first death that he had to deal with yeah i, I think he thought about that and, and was like you know any life is is precious you know well, I, i'm here to protect life i'm not here to kill anybody
0: superman was struggling with this even you know the thought of killing his father's killer he was struggling with that So it's not like he did this for vengeance. He did it to save that family.
2: I I, I understand that. I just feel like even Mark Guggenheim said, why didn't Superman just put his hand in front of his eyes?
5: Well, I I don't
0: think he could have done that.
2: Well, I mean, I think
0: that, I don't know. I don't know, man.
5: Well, you know, he was trying to make a point with it. That's what I'm saying is that he he had to kill Zod in order for him to know what it was to kill and to
0: be like, no, I don't want to do that again. And I
5: don't think he was like, yeah. Yeah. After he
0: killed yeah, cause him. Yeah, because Superman... Yeah, no, absolutely not. That's why he said no. Oh, right. you know, I mean, it was it was emotional. Superman's not a killer. This is the first time he's killed anyone.
5: Right, and that was the point, was like, even though this guy was my greatest enemy, he killed my father. Right. I did not want to kill this guy. Yeah, He he somehow had to portray that he had no other choice. Now, whether that was a weak way to do it or not, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I didn't really...
0: You know, I mean, I guess if Superman put his hand in front of that, Superman could have been hurt in the process. That could have given Zod the chance to kill him. And then Zod just kills off humanity one at a time. I mean, there's a lot of different things that could have happened. Superman just thought, you know, this guy has said that, you know, this ends with you dead or me dead. And we already knew what
2: Zod was going to do. He said he's threatened to kill the humans one at a time. I don't know. There's, there's- – there's all this science fiction going on. The writers could have came up with something way more creative than Superman snapping the guy's neck. It just seems kind of ridiculous.
0: Well, there's a lot of things that are controversial in these movies and in the comic books. Dude, I don't, still don't like the fact that Kevin Smith made Batman piss his pants. Right. But <laughs> yeah, it, what the fuck? But, dude. It, but it happened. <laughs> right. It did. Yeah. Because I,
5: I don't, I didn't have a big problem with it.
0: I, I was just like, okay, that, yeah.
5: that had to happen. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but you that know, had to happen.
0: It was cool though, you know, when it did happen, uh, it was an emotional amazing scene when you break it down i mean he snaps his neck and then when you see zod fall you actually see you know like he he was using his heat vision you actually see his eyes like the 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 glow dull from his eyes and then the steam come off his eyes after he dies yeah
5: yeah that was that was a great again visual moment
0: you know okay pretty much let's you know okay the movie ends and and we're left with no end credit scene
5: no no thanks for waiting yeah
0: (laughs) i didn't expect one to be fair
5: i was expecting i
0: was i was expecting i was expecting like something i was expecting not batman but i was expecting maybe like wonder woman or something i didn't know yeah
2: maybe a sears commercial at the
0: end oh shit I,
5: i i would say that was my one disappointment because i did walk in thinking i'm gonna see a shit ton of justice league shit yeah and then i was like okay it's at the end (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't, well, but that's fine. Yeah, I can, I can overlook that.
0: Well, let's uh, let's see here. Let's talk about some of the Easter eggs that we didn't talk about. Yeah. in the actual film. Well, okay, we did see the uh, the, uh, the the tanker trucks. I think that was the most prevalent. Yeah, yeah that said, like... Corp. Yeah, yeah, they Lex. said LexCorp, the LexCorp logo. It's pretty hard to miss in the film. I mean, it's on the pair parata- of the tanker trucks, and then it's also on the skyscraper. Yeah, um, and
5: I didn't catch the skyscraper, but you probably did after a couple viewings, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: um, then we also had uh, the satellite scene with Zod. Mm-hmm. Tell Which us was about nice. that, yeah. The uh, Wayne Enterprises logo on the satellite. Yeah, right. Now, Zod, uh, he he like out in orbit, and he's grabbing onto the satellite, and that's where you see Wayne Industries. Right on that satellite. Huge fight. Cool. Yeah. Huge fucking
5: fight. They ended up in space, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then moments later they're back they're back in Metropolis. Right. It, it was awesome.
5: But they broke Bruce Wayne's satellite. Right. So that's pretty cool.
0: There's also at the end of the movie, you got that chick, uh, she's the captain. She's like, I just think he's kinda hot. Yeah. And you're
5: kinda like, uh
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you look at her um if you look at her military uniform, it says uh yeah, Ferris. Yeah. Um, her name is actually Captain Carrie Ferris, and, and fans are saying that this is Carol Ferris. Yeah. Uh, Carol Ferris, the longtime love interest of uh, the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Yeah, very cool little subtle deal, too. Yeah, so... You, you had to think about that. Like, who the fuck was that? Right. Green Lantern exists in this universe, which is pretty right. cool. Um, do you guys remember the flashback where, you know, uh, Teenage Clark, he's about to get his ass kicked on the uh, by the sport jock kids... Yeah, he gets pushed against the fence. Right, right. If you look in the background, uh, where his father's working, you see Sullivan's truck and tractor. Right. This is a nod to Chloe Sullivan from the snow from the show uh, Smallville. Right. Yeah. So her character was specifically for that show. So
2: I I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they Didn't they eventually introduce her into DC proper? I don't believe so. I thought that happened like a year ago. Uh, Well, there's the Smallville
0: comic book series. Gotcha. So I don't think that that's part of like the 52 you see universe. yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of the coolest, uh, Easter eggs. There is like, there are, there are tons more. I just won't go into them, but I think those were the best ones. There was actually a boat called the SS, uh, Debbie, which is a, a nod to Zack Snyder's wife, Deborah Snyder. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. He did that a lot with like, yeah. uh,
0: People he knew and people who, uh, made the movie, which was really right. cool. So we've, we found out that, you know, Warner Brothers is fast tracking a sequel. They've got Zack Snyder on board to direct and, and they've signed David S. goyer to a three picture deal, yeah. uh, to write, uh, the next movie being a Superman sequel and then the third, the Justice League movie, uh, possibly. Right. Um, Snyder had this to say about a Justice League movie. Look completely hypothetically, I feel like you need to get Superman a little further down the road, I think, before you can do a Justice League movie. So it looks like they're going to do a Superman sequel. Um, I, I wanted to talk about what you guys were wanting to see from a Superman sequel. Yeah,
5: I, I'd like to talk about it. I sure. mean, I, I, a lot of what happened in, if I'm just taking from this film, A lot of what happened technological wise and uh, with with like the wormhole technology, stuff like that going on. I was thinking Brainiac the whole time. Right. Uh, And especially if you're going to bring in Supergirl. I I mean, I I believe that's even been in the comics where that's been Supergirl, Superman, Brainiac. And well, even in in Superman Unbound, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: What what do you guys think needs to happen to Superman in the sequel to make him ready? for a Justice League movie. Like, where does Superman need to be? Like, what what beats need to happen?
5: That's true. I mean, uh, something needs to happen that involves another character. I think think you have to have Superman, Batman in some capacity. Now, whether he's in the sequel, I I don't know. I mean,
0: is it a standalone film or is it the Superman sequel? Well, my vision for the sequel uh, to Man of Steel, uh, it should be the rumored Batman and Superman team-up film right that they were rumored to be talking about um you know i still remember the scene in the will smith i am legend where they they showed the downtown new york the billboard for the superman yeah. and batman movie that that, that took the to- two logos and for each character and it combined them and that was an amazing scene i was just like oh my gosh you know all over the internet right right not even about the movie just that scene <laughs> but in my opinion the batman superman film it shouldn't be like them buddy buddies at first it should be no. a versus film right uh, first and foremost batman he's a detective and of all the people who isn't going to trust an alien it's going to be batman right you know bruce wayne is not going to trust this guy and 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 he he, he you know he's kind of like gotham's protector and uh you know he's going to take it upon himself to find out you know what's who is this guy right he's an alien i don't trust him You know, they haven't always trusted each other in the comic book. You know, Batman carries kryptonite with him, for crying out loud. Yeah. So I want to see a versus film. I want to see these two fight on film. It's time. We need to see it. If there ever was a time to see Batman and Superman fight, it is now. It would be an amazing thing to see. You've got two icons that were once enemies becoming friends uh, by the end of this thing.
5: Right. It's totally different spectrums. Right.
0: Of who they are and and what they represent. It's kind of like the relationship of Rocky and Apollo Creed, in all honesty. You know? I mean, uh, this would give them some history leading into a Justice League film. Uh, You know, just the two of them on the screen at the same time is good enough for me. I mean, think about the amount of money that would make. You don't need to blow your entire load on a Justice League movie right now. No, okay, let's no. work up to that. I mean, man of steel is like a hand job, this would be like oral, and the Justice League is a full blown fucking orgy. Right. And that's what's well, that's what Snyder was saying too, right? right? I mean, let's yeah, be smart about this. It, yeah. Because like after Avengers happened, like all we heard about was like, okay, Man of Steel, Justice League.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: That's true. You know, it's like should they do individual movies? I think they should do a couple. I don't think that shit they should like do another Green Lantern movie. I mean, I think Ryan Reynolds and that whole thing fucked it up.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I I mean,
5: uh, Yeah, don't do another Green Lantern. Uh, I would like to see, though. I mean, and I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with the comic books want to see people like The Flash and Wonder Woman before you see it. Even Aquaman,
0: even though he kind of sucks, I think they would probably do a good job with him. Oh, I mean, Aquaman, if you're reading the new 52 series, he's not sucking.
5: Yeah, he's not sucking now. No, he's kicking
0: some sure. ass. So. I
5: accidentally read some Aquaman <laughs> recently, yeah. and I was like, man, this is fucking great. Right.
0: Yeah, that's probably the best, things that, best thing that Jeff Johns is writing right now. Yeah, for sure.
5: But yeah, you're right. I, I mean, at least introduce Batman um, and, and try and maybe do that in the sequel. Yeah if you're going to do justice league third, you've got to at least bring those two together. first. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. You want to see that. I mean, we want to see them too. Yeah. They're the crown jewels of DC for sure. And we want to yeah, see, yeah. I want to see them two interact before I see them interact with anyone else.
5: Yep. That that's, I mean, that's the only reason DC's even close to dear to my heart still is because they got Batman and Superman.
0: So yeah, there's people still saying that a justice league movie will never happen. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so. It, it
2: it's going to be tough to pull off.
0: It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, but they have all the pieces. That's that's what the cool thing about Warner Brothers is. Like they have all the pieces to make it happen. You know, Marvel Studios doesn't have all the pieces to make the Marvel Universe come alive. You know, they don't have the X Men. They don't. They don't have Fantastic Four. They don't have you know Spider Man. Right. Um, you know, Warner Brothers they own the rights to every DC character. So I mean, we could see you know. Like, uh, Martian Manhunter. We, we Mm. could, we could see, like, uh, Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman and, and Cyborg and all these characters, you know, in the same movie with Superman and Batman. Will we see it? Who knows? Uh, would I love to see, you know, a Flash movie? Him fighting, you know, Captain Cold or Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to see it. I'd like to see a fun movie, a fun Flash movie. You know, whether it be Barry Allen or Wally West, whatever. Yeah, Um,
5: bring some fun to the bring some fun into the into the DC
0: universe. That way, you know you've got you've got the seriousness of the Man of Steel movie, but then you've you've got the campy fun feel of the Flash movie.
5: Somebody's got to fuck with Batman.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: He's the only one with balls enough to do it. Right. But uh, again, another part. If if we're talking sequels, the scientist, the Kryptonian scientist that was with Zod, took. His blood. So I yeah. was even thinking today that when they're in this phantom zone or wherever they're teleported to at the end of the movie, what if they use that to create Doomsday? Yeah. And do- Doomsday ushers in the need for these other Justice Leaguers because he's basically destroying the fucking planet. You know, right. something like that.
0: Right, right. It's possible. It is possible. That's awesome. I never even thought about that.
5: It'd be a fun movie. And, yeah. and again, it, it, something has to give with that, with him taking the blood. Dude's got Superman's blood.
0: Yeah. So what's up? Something. Yeah. There, there's got to be something with that. They got to tie that back in to a. And future. he created wormhole technology out of their prison. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> so who the fuck is that guy?
0: Right. <laughs> right. All right. I, I think. I think this is. Uh, you know, we did record an episode yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, we did our best today, guys. Um, th- this was a tough one because we had to record it twice. So it was, it was hard. It was hard. Um, next week, we're going to be back with a, an everything but the kitchen sink episode. It'll be fresh. Yep. It'll be recorded one time. We won't have to record it twice. So uh, I hope you did enjoy this episode. We enjoyed the man of steel except for Jake, Right. but, uh, we did enjoy the movie. Um, we're going to see you next week. I don't know until then. Uh, I'm Brian Frederick. Jason Piper. Jake Elliott. And we're the Leftovers.
4: Leftovers. Leftovers. Fucking comic book geeks. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just
5: listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach
4: the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. It's Dan. Dan is homeless.
2: It's a trap.
3: It's a trap. To toss it, good to it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware parties of culture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Let's go uncool kids, what's to say already been said. let sure. only talent is the band that's singing this. Hot culture leftovers. That are rich, all the good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft, and we're the the crap, even though we the shaft. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the poor kids, it, it, it's a trap. It easy, do We love it. Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Some culture spill over like a vulture. Carry over push over Pop culture leftovers. And with left the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Let's go. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band. We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party, party. subculture Spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers Uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers only talent, is the band that's singing There's pop culture,
1: leftovers As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books especially the ones about superheroes. I find the whole mythology surrounding superheroes fascinating. Take my favorite superhero, Superman. Not a great comic book, not particularly well drawn. But a mythology, a mythology is not only great, it's unique. How long does this shit take to go into effect? About two minutes. Just long enough for me to finish my point. Now, a staple of the superhero mythology is there's the superhero and there's the alter ego. Batman is actually Bruce Wayne. Spider-Man is actually Peter Parker. When that character wakes up in the morning, he's Peter Parker. He has to put on a costume to become Spider-Man. And it is in that characteristic... Superman stands alone. Superman didn't become Superman. Superman was born Superman. When Superman wakes up in the morning, he's Superman. His alter ego is Clark Kent. His outfit with the big red S. That's the blanket he was wrapped in as a baby when the Kents found him. Those are his clothes. What Kent wears, the glasses, the business suit, that's the costume. That's the costume Superman wears to blend in with us. Clark Kent is how Superman views us. And what are the characteristics of Clark Kent? He's weak. He's unsure of himself. He's a coward. Clark Kent is Superman's critique on the whole
3: human race.